Hey there. Welcome. Glad you could join us. I'm your co-host, Dana Boss, here with my fellow traveler, Rose Schooler. And this is our podcast, Lead Up. It focuses on the intersection of leadership and management with real life. Managing a team and leading a group can be lonely and quite demanding at times. And we see you and we celebrate you. So come hang by the virtual water cooler with two very different perspectives on this topic. And welcome to Lead Up. We're discussing uh, some sports situations. And while I know it can be a cliche to use sports to talk about leadership and management, there have been some events that really merit discussion and, and apply to any leadership setting. Okay, so should we get rolling? Let's go. Let's go. And maybe talk a little bit about a somewhat recent sporting event mm-hmm. that gets billions of watchers across the globe um, called the Super Bowl. If you did watch the Super Bowl, I'm sure you had an opportunity to see some of the post-game activities and interviews. And the one thing that was just a gigantic takeaway for me was when I had the opportunity to watch Jalen Hurts. Yeah, the uh, QB for the Philadelphia Eagles who lost that game. And And I will tell you right now, if you're not a football fan, but you're a management and leadership fan, I would encourage you to just Google his post-game interview. Because in that, we had the opportunity to see the intersection of lifelong learning in a sporting environment. And and what does that mean? Well, I don't care if you're a manager or you're a leader or you're a quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles who just lost the Super Bowl. You have the opportunity to learn Every exchange that you have with every person you meet, pretty much every day. You can learn good things, have good takeaways, you have bad takeaways, things like that you don't want to replicate. So you have a chance to be a lifelong learner. And you know what? In the business world, that is often referred to as a growth mindset. That's a great linkage. In disappointment, in times of disappointment, how are you going to approach it? And Jalen was very impressive. Oh, he did an awesome job. And he started, he, one of the, okay, so there's two quotes that I really want to highlight that he said, Dana. And the first one was, it's a little spin off, you either win or you lose, right? Except I loved his spin. He said, you either win or you learn. Yeah. Talk about that growth mindset. Talk about being a lifelong learner. And then there was this just super magical moment. This 15-year-old podcaster who was born with a rare genetic condition, his name was Giovanni Hamilton. What a name. Yeah. Gotta love it. And he, <laughs> asked, he, you know, he asked him, like, you know, what'd you learn? What are you going to take away from this experience? You know, you know, to be direct, you're the, you guys lost. Right. Right. You lost. Right. You weren't the Super Bowl champs. And he said, yeah. Yeah, everybody experiences different agonies in life, but you get to decide if you want to learn from it. You decide if you want to make it a teachable moment, and I know what I'll do. Especially when someone who's 24 is saying that. I'm not sure I would have said that at 24. Yeah, the maturity, the insight, um, the focus on the learning, and to have that growth mindset in that environment where you just had the biggest defeat of your life just is an illustration of that intersection of real life and learning and leadership. 
and management. Yeah. And we're all going to, whatever our profession may be, we're all going to have to get used to disappointment sometimes. And I will say, now that I'm an independent consultant, I have lots of different clients and the engagements that don't go great. I don't, that doesn't mean they didn't go, it doesn't mean they were bad, that they just weren't like as good as I wanted them to be. I am incredibly tempted to send that invoice and forget all about it. Like I just didn't like it or I didn't like them or something. And I've really had to force myself to reflect and be like, all right, Dana, what did you learn from this? Well, and it's important because it does make me better, but I don't want to do it. I want to just forget about it. Yeah. You just want to move on. Um, and, and I will, I will just share from my own career. I will tell you my greatest moments of learning and growth have been in moments of what I would call failure. Let's just call it what it is. Failure. Like in my case, it was launching a product, you know, so you spend years defining, gathering customer input and then building and launching this product. And it does it also a massive, like kajillion dollar investment. It's a very large investment when you're building it. In my case, it's a semiconductor and, you know, some don't meet expectations and you do, you just want to go, oh my gosh, I, I, you know, you take it personally, you feel Uh like it impacts your uh, impact on the organization and your ability to impact an organization in the future this is a very real situation. You know, we launched the product. It wasn't successful. And I, you just got to step up and you got to own it and you lean, lean into the learning. And I sat down with the executive team and I said, it was under my watch. And I stood in front of it was a voice. It was a teleconference. So I I wasn't physically standing, but I was on a mic and I said, you know, I owned it. Here's what I learned. Here's what I'm not going to do again. And here's what I'm going to do to improve in the future. And I got to tell you, it's really hard to kick somebody's ass when they own it and they learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I just... That's awesome. Get in front of the ass kicking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I tried to... I I knew one may be coming. And I will tell you, um, the audience was supportive and engaged and uh, really appreciative of the learning. Yeah. Well, and it's so easy to be defensive and all these things. And it's just human. Like I'm, I I do it too, you know, but it's like, if you can somehow get yourself over that and Jalen Hurts wasn't like, yeah, we didn't execute and we're shitty. Like he was just like, Hey, you know what? We didn't win this one, but I'm going to learn from it. Um, and it's also, it's very easy, I would think, Rose, after that experience. I know it is for me. Whenever I experience, whether it's a major or mini failure, it is unbelievable to me the level of self-doubt that creates in me. Ugh, brutal. Even, even 30 years into a career where I've done pretty well, right? Like in my chosen profession, right. I know I can deliver quality. I know I can do these things. Yet when I have a fail or, or when I just have something that didn't turn out to kind of like the level that I wanted it to, I literally still am suddenly like, I don't know if I'm any good at this. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I, I, it takes I, so much to get yeah. yourself through that. And then if you're a leader, you've got people looking at you. At least I don't have that in my consulting business, right? Like I just have to deal with myself, but I don't have a bunch of, te- I don't have a team looking at me like, well, we didn't do well at that. Well, and what's, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great point because you're, you know, as some of my favorite leaders would say, you're always on stage. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you, the organization is looking at you like, 
okay, <laughs> right. what are we going to do? Like yeah. that, that didn't work out so well. Right, and right. you have the opportunity to um, make excuses or continue with that learning and that growth mindset. And I think that's the clear takeaway is just the brilliance in his maturity and his focus on that lifelong learning and growth mindset. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think when we were, you know, kind of sharing our leadership takeaways, because when you start doing a management leadership right. podcast, you look at it, everything at and you're everything like, oh, that there's lens. a lesson and there's yeah. a lesson and there's a lesson. Oh, good leadership. But good yeah. leadership. Um, Managing that. Yeah. <laughs> but you have... I do that when I watch Law and Order, believe it or not. Go ahead. Oh, that's funny. But you uh, you had an interesting observation in his approach to recognition as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the other thing I absolutely was just adored, and I'm always so thankful when I see a manager and leader do this, which is he just said, I am so proud of my teammates and what we accomplished. Because you could say, oh, it was the ultimate failure. But instead, he was like, we achieved so much. And the effort was amazing. And I had a manager, and this isn't such a different micro example, but it was sort of the same thing. It's like, there's make that time to celebrate, not just when there's a win, but when you've seen any excellent effort or progress, even if it didn't get you the result you wanted. One time when I was working in, in a corporate environment, we my manager asked me and a couple other teammates to create a intranet resource page for the group. And we did in very short order and we, and we like did our little assessment of what they need, blah, 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 blah. And, but did it quickly and did it well, got it up. Like literally we're ready to share with our larger team. Like here's the page and the group reorganizes and completely blows up. And so like, we're oh, all going to be reassigned yeah. to different groups. <laughs> it's like the, the website we created is completely null and void. And honestly, we didn't care that much. We were like, okay, reorgs were common in that organization. And right, right. all right, well, so much for that. I will never forget my manager at the time sent an email to me and my two teammates who created it. She absolutely didn't need to do this. And we didn't really, we weren't sad or anything like that. But she still said like, I want you to know how impressed I am at how quickly you got that done. And I also want you to know it's really good. Oh. And, and I'll never forget it. Like, I mean, it stuck with me. Like, that is such a class act. And yeah. it takes two seconds. This is what, when I work with my clients, I mentioned that, you know, celebrating wins or progress or even fails doesn't take a long time. And, and yeah. it's just, it creates such goodwill and goodness. I love that. I had to do like a big strategic discussion and one of the folks on executive staff was driving this, right? So they're like, hey, Rose, can you go lead this initiative? And I remember I was getting ready to go on a houseboat trip and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> really? <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be thinking about this the entire houseboat trip. But it, it, it created like some capacity for some creativity, That's which true, is great. Actually That's an aside. That's yeah. an aside. Having said that though, we go into the session and they were like, bam, 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 bam. You know, like, it's a long day, six hours of these just of these presentations. It's just like there's four different topics and an intro and a learning section. So we were probably four to six hours in this conference room. And I presented the one that my team had put together. You know, I was simply leading the effort. The team did all the heavy lifting. Um, and, and our executive vice president at the time had a little piece of paper laying next to him and he ripped off the corner and he just wrote, 
great job, S. S was his initial, right? And I put that in my little badge holder and I probably carried it around for me, Dana, for like, yeah, I'm not kidding you, a decade. Yeah. And it was yeah. the simplest, simplest of tasks. So the spontaneity and the simplicity, it doesn't take a lot so of effort easy. to recognize the people around you. Well, can we jump over to maybe another example in our Super Bowl episode? Well, certainly. So, okay. For all of you that watched the game, at the end, it was very... Rose would not have been excited about the outcome. <laughs> I may have been a little disappointed. I'm a, I'm a Pennsylvania girl, so I was clearly cheering for my in-state Eagles, just to, just to put it out there. So I was a little upset at the holding call at the end of the game. And I maybe texted You're Dana right, some... The text may have reflected that emotion. Yeah. They may have not had the nicest words, maybe things I wouldn't say in front of my mother. Because um, <laughs> I was a little upset about the call. For those of you that didn't watch the game, there's like a minute and a half left. There's a very controversial call from a defensive back covering a wide receiver, grab, you know, makes a game-altering grab of the jersey. The refs call it. Um, I'm upset that they called such a huge call in a very decisive moment at the game versus just letting them play. So that was an emotional in-the-moment kind of response. And for many, it was if you were tracking Twitter at the time. Yeah, there are a lot of upset Philadelphia Eagles fans. So the next day, I step back and I'm like, you know what was really awesome is the learning that came out of that. And what was it? Okay. So you got these guys called the referees. The refs. Yeah. And if you're a sports fan, you know that you probably at some point in time got angry with a ref. Uh, and if you are a ref, yeah. God bless you. God bless you, ref. God bless you. Because <laughs> you got to be ready. And it's not through the Twitter sphere. It is people it's, in your face. Yeah. Uh -huh. On a regular basis. But what did they do? They made the call uh -huh. and they made the decision. They did their job. They did their job. And uh -huh. one of the things you will find as a manager and leader is that you've got to make decisions. And based the right on the one, like what's right, not the one everybody wants you to make or the one that people wish you'd skip over. That's right. The one that you believe based on your data and information. And what In that case, what they saw on the field mm -hmm. was the right call. So I just thought that that was a great little microcosm yeah. of a decision-making example that yeah. as a manager or leader, you're often going to be in a situation where you have the data that you have. Mm -hmm. It might be not complete or it might not be perfect, but like my dear friend, mentor yes. and leader, Doug Davis yes. from Who Intel. With all um, yeah. yeah, he's just a brilliant human being. Mm -hmm. Would always tell me when all else fails as a leader, decide. Yeah. So I just thought that that was another great little learning. So we well, talked and, about and the, learning. It's the, like having the guts to make a decision that you know people aren't going to be happy with. Or yeah, that absolutely. obviously 50% of the people were very happy with it. <laughs> but then 50% were not. And, and it's like you as a manager or leader, again, whatever you're doing, whether you're running a little greenhouse business or you're in corporate America, like you're just going to have to make decisions that some people are happy with and some people aren't. And you just got to do it. Um, again, always in a way that that shows fundamental respect. But you can't expect everybody to be happy with everything you do. Just a little microcosm yeah. of a great yeah. leadership example yeah. in that uh, call by the ref. 
So it's the hot take section of uh, our podcast. Hot, 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 hot. hot take. So I'll kick it off and I'm just going to keep this super simple. Maintain a growth mindset and don't forget to be a lifelong learner. We saw it through Jalen Hurd's behavior post-Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Force yourself to reflect on the things that didn't go well and also the things that did so for the learnings. And I would say my hot take is with the Jalen Hurts thing, just remember to celebrate the effort, even if you didn't get the ultimate outcome you wanted, like celebrate it anyway. There was a lot of effort that went in and they achieved a ton, even if they didn't get the final prize. And I'm sure it made as the leader of that team, he's going to bring people along with him. Yeah. Yeah. When you say something like that, you're going to bring people along. And then, you know, we had our refs. Yep. You may have not liked the call, but a decision was made. Yep. And as a manager and leader, you're going to have to take the information that you have in front of you. And when all else fails, decide. Right. And you're going to have some people that like your answer and some people that don't. Yeah. And that's just the deal, unfortunately. If you yeah. choose to be in a manager job, whether it's a frontline managing individual contributors or on up the chain, that's part of the deal. You've got to make those decisions that some, and then manage when people don't like it. Okay, thank you everyone for spending some of your really precious time with us today. Odds are you don't have a lot of it and we super appreciate you listening. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Uh, What are your questions or thoughts on the topic of management and leadership in real life? We promise if we hear from you, we will respond and we will discuss those topics and those questions on the podcast. So send us an email. You can find it on our podcast landing page. Um, And until next time. Cheers to all of you out there doing your best to deliver for your teams, your organizations, and yourselves. 